to The Brownstone with Jaramony, the show where we unpack how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. I'm Jara, and on today's episode, we're talking about religion. Joining me today will be my cousin, Sharla. Whoop, um, whose name is Sharla Monique. Let's give me my respect. Give okay. me all of my respect. Well, everyone, that is Sharla, who did not even let me <laughs> say yes, hey. respect. <laughs> okay, so as you can see, there is just pure cousin energy yeah. happening right here. <laughs> pure little cousin energy happening, too. Also, <gasps> let's, let's... My full name. <laughs> okay, so, yes, we are both... Monique's. <laughs> and so, our dads claimed that they did not know. Because I asked my dad, I was like, straight up, did y'all plan this? <laughs> I was like, no, I didn't know that that was Jara's mother. Like, okay, you lying. I know. <laughs> okay. Oh, my name. <laughs> you knew. You knew, sir. I know all of my nieces and nephews' first and middle names. You knew. Uh, I mean, Just say y'all want us to be cousin twins. Just exactly. It worked out because we it both did. like... We were the the younger sisters for a long time before the yes. little ones came in. And then yeah. we we're both like the little sensitive ones. <laughs> yes, we always come in. Like <laughs> Yes, Granny. Yeah, like cause we're like real cousins. Cause you know some people are like, oh, this is my cousin. Like, no, nah, like we got the same grandma. Yes, same grandma. <laughs> Our dads are brothers, like yes. legit family. Same little name, like yes. <laughs> it does not stop. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for having me on your show. No, I was going to say thank you so much for joining me. And um, before we get started with the episode, really, how are you doing? I'm good. Like, you know, coronavirus is out here, like, <laughs> everybody's life. Uh, no, but I'm doing great, man. Like, you know, out here doing it. So one of my coworkers is paused. So now I was supposed to be on telehealth for two weeks. Found out today that I'm going back to clinic. And I'm just like, let me be great. I just want to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> this happened to me last week. Somebody, like another person, oh, we need you to go to this office. I'm like, come on, bro. I just want to be at home and be great, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's all right. The struggles. The struggles of, struggle. of semi-quarantine at this point. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So Our president don't even know. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not ours. We're going to make it clear. He's not, no, yeah, ours. not ours. But y'all... <laughs> Y'all's leadership team. Y'all. Don't even get me started. Because even the governor here, I'd be like, sir, so you gonna let people out of jail because the because of the virus. But send the kids to school. Okay. Right. <laughs> make it make sense, but, okay. but it can. It can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. So anyway, I wanted you on this particular episode about faith and religion. One, because you have your own podcast, plug, plug, plug. Called God, Goals, and Girl Talk, which is available on everywhere iTunes, podcast, iTunes podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the things. Okay, so it's available everywhere, y'all. So all the things, all the things. <laughs> Check that out. And because you also have a nonprofit called Hearts Over Habits, and you do a lot of community work, and you're also a, help me out here, A R N P C P N P. PC. <laughs> I am a 
advanced registered nurse practitioner, certified pediatric nurse practitioner, primary care board certified. I have more letters. One time I tried to read them to grandma and she was just like, okay, but your middle name is money. Yeah, but we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna put respect on your name though. We're gonna put respect on your oh, titles hey. because yeah, you all my little that. acronyms. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm a I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner is the long and short of it. Yes, and so all of that I've just noticed obviously that a lot of it is faith based work, and so I just wanted to talk to you about your personal journey with God and religion and your purpose. And so to begin the show, we're gonna start with a segment I call. What's the meaning? What's the meaning? Is there a song? The there isn't a song, but there should be a song. But we should make it. <laughs> and that's essentially where we discuss a word, a word, yes, a word related to today's topic or okay. a word that's just floating around in the zeitgeist and discuss our experiences with it. So today's word, unsurprisingly, is faith. Yes. So I want to start by asking you, what is faith to you? Faith is everything to me, right? So if you, like I always have to start with like Hebrews 11, <laughs> faith is what you hope for without having the evidence of seeing it, but you still work for it and believe in it anyway. So there are many areas where we all practice faith, right? Like these leggings I put on, I was like, faith, because I am not in these. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So we all practice a level of faith every day is just, you know, you have to be mindful of what you're putting your faith into and all those kinds of things. But faith is just not knowing something for certain, but believing anyway, and then working and putting action to what you believe. Ooh. Okay. And so, okay. Why is putting action towards something you believe uh, a part of it or a component of it to you? Because I feel like you have to put your money where your mouth is, right? Like, so mm -hmm. you can believe, right? So like, I believe that I want to be a nurse, but if I'm going to enroll in nursing school, you can believe what you want. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but what's going to happen, but every step of the way, you know, God has provided, whether it be like tuition money, um, you know, a slot for clinical, like there, throughout the whole journey, um, it was not all, it all didn't make sense. He wasn't like, oh, here's the whole plan and how it's going to happen. Um, but it was just, okay, God, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do the next thing and I'm going to do the next thing. And so with putting action to your faith, you're putting your money where your mouth is. Like you, how do you believe in something, but you don't advocate for it? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't go after it. And so that when you give God a little bit, he'll give you, he'll do the rest. Yeah. That reminds me of, I think I saw this on Twitter, but I know it didn't originate on Twitter, but it was something along the lines of like faith without works is, is dead. That's is a dead. Bible. Yes. It's okay. A well, for me, it wasn't to me. So. Yes. Come on, God, and meet her on the, on the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> meet her there. See, when he meet you where you are. Yeah, what is that? Amen. No, for real, because right. when I saw that, I had to write it down because I was like, yeah. damn. Yeah. There's a scripture, faith without work is dead. And not only that, but the other way around, too, because there are a lot of people who are working out here, like out here working aimlessly, and you're not hitting any of your goals because you don't have no faith with it. So they have to, they have to go together. So we mm. can't do everything on our own. There's always that component. I always say, if your dreams don't require faith, then you're not thinking like you're not dreaming big enough. Like you need to be doing things like starting a whole entire nonprofit, like child, please. But I was like, I dreamed it. I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to do it. And I just started doing little things. And now I have a whole nonprofit organization and, you know, God is continuing just to kind of show up and show out and do what he can do. But like 
sitting down in a chair that doesn't require faith. Like the chair is there, you're here, now it may break. <laughs> but, but the act itself doesn't require faith. So I was like, you're like, oh, I'm not here making big moves. Like, child, you just sat down in a chair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's valid. I guess that, that forces us to have accountability mm-hmm. for the ways in which, like, we say we believe and what yeah. actions are we putting towards those beliefs, yeah. whether it is God that you believe in or not. Like, right. it could just even be belief right. in yourself, which yes. I think for me, for the longest time I struggled with was like, finally realizing like you don't really believe that you can right. do a lot uh-huh. of these things because if you believe it just start doing it yeah yeah like that's that's like with um people like especially now like you know black lives matter and all these people are like we're allies with the black people cool we don't need an ally we need an advocate where are your actions at though because <laughs> i don't need no allies i have friends <laughs> i need an advocate <laughs> like i need an advocate i don't need no friends Drake said no new friends. That's what he said. Damn. The, the prophet. Drake. Yes. All right. That was, that was powerful. I didn't say nothing. Like, I don't need an ally. I need an advocate. That means that you're putting actions behind. You're, act, you're actively doing things more than posting a black square on your uh on your Instagram because, okay. Yeah. That, that is so true. And I think, too, like, um, I, don't, I guess I'm going to speak for myself. Like, I always feel like if if I am doing action, then it has to be big, right? People have to know about it. It has to be evident. And then sometimes it's actually like the small step of just changing even your thought process Yes, is like the biggest, sometimes the biggest step you can, you can make. So mm-hmm. it's like, because start there. Your, your actions will follow your thoughts. Like if I say, okay, I'm going to, um, start exercising which i did not say that (laughs) but if i were right if i start really focusing in on you know health and like you know i'm going to go to the gym however many times a week my actions will follow i went through that phase and i was getting up at 4 30 in the morning to go to the gym now i don't that wasn't i don't know what happened but um but your actions will follow i want to be a nurse so i start looking into nursing school it doesn't have to be um this big thing i think that's what overwhelms us right like when you're like oh i want to be this nurse practitioner but no like it was like baby steps like let me just how about i first look into figuring out if my gpa fits with school <laughs> right like so you give yourself little bite-sized pieces and then eventually you got a whole snack. Mm. Yes. Oh, hey. <laughs> so I guess like you kind of spoke uh, spoke on this a little bit, but how have you seen faith move and work in your life? Oh my gosh. We'll be here for 17 hours. Um, <laughs> right, give me one example. Then. No, legit. So like every, like, okay. So, you know, we lived in St. Louis and now we live in Tampa. Mm-hmm. That whole thing, it is the craziest story. And that's why I always tell people like, it's so crazy that you almost don't believe it, but I have receipts. Like, <laughs> when I tell you one day, I was just like, hmm, I want to move to Florida one day. Let me put a, like put in uh, my email into um, All Children's Hospital, which is the children's hospital out here, to see what, like, have them email me job postings when I'm done with school in two years. They emailed me back and was like, hey, our Nikki wants to, uh, want to interview you. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I talked I talked to husband and was like, so they want to like, they, they said, oh, girl, we flew you out. And I was like, well, I'm about to get flued out. <laughs> All expenses paid. Oh, I'm going to be out there. And so it literally, in February, I just was like, hmm, wonder what kind of jobs they have to living there in 
like living there in four months. Wow. Sold our house on Craigslist. On Craigslist. Our no, you didn't. I, I swear to you. Who the <laughs> hell sells their house on Craigslist? The Lord. He was like, okay, what you gonna do is put your house on Craigslist. It made no sense. And that's like, you have to get radical with your faith. How bad do you want to move? I was like, okay, God. And within a week, like somebody came through. We had just renovated our kitchen. It was so pretty. Like I would, and it, it, because at the time we knew we were going to be there for a couple more years. And it's so like that, like no realtor. My husband's a realtor now, but he wasn't in. Like I was like, I'm just gonna put it out on Craigslist and see what happens. And somebody, somebody bought our house and it just was like, it was insane. I was wow. like, here we are. That is incredible. I love what you said about you have to be radical in your faith. That is amazing. And I think like, I'm not going to speak for you because you can describe yourself what you meant by that. But I, but I just want to clarify that you don't mean like be a radicalist. Like she's not saying, you know, (laughs) but what do you mean? (laughs) I'm very, when I say radical for my faith, I mean like I'm not out here, first of all, I have, there's so many layers to this, and I need to stay on track because I have a little ADHD. <laughs> you will never catch me out here. Those people that are like outside of people's funerals, the, the, ooh, I don't know the name, the group of them people, but let me tell y'all, like if that is y'all's first experience of God, like those people do not know God. So boop, like point blank and period, because my Bible says that God is love and you doing that is not love. Therefore, you don't know the Lord. We ain't serving the same God. Okay, let's clarify. So radical. <laughs> when I say radical, I mean that you're putting, like, what do you have to lose, right? So you want to be mindful and use wisdom in everything that you do. But honestly, we had nothing to lose. So you think of the worst case scenario. And if you can live with the results of that, go for it. If you can't, child, go back to the drawing board. Maybe that wasn't God. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, no, because when I think of radical, I think of them people like, you're God hates gay. Like, first of all. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's not what we are first of all, no. about at all. What God are you talking about? Because there, God hates a lot. Like, there are seven things that God hates. Twice he talks about your mouth. So if your mouth is not <laughs> under control, read the whole Bible, okay? There's plenty of other things in the Bible that you need to work on. Like I'm so busy trying to make sure that I am um, walking my walk in the way that I feel like is representative of my father that I ain't got time to be out here telling you a guy. Now, if you ask me about like one of my friends, she was tripping and I said, you tripping. <laughs> like, I'm going to ask you, if we friends, now if you ask me, I'm going to come to you, but that's not, nah. Yeah. Jesus. And I think um, for me, I can see where I have not always been radical or I haven't been consistent in my faith, rather, mm-hmm. because it's there have hard. been, it is hard. There have been moments where I've like literally on faith, a wing, a prayer, a feather have been like, there is this thing that I want, I see for myself and I want it so badly and I'm doing what I need to do to get there. And there are just these obstacles coming up in the way. And I remember just thinking, you know, like one, just thinking about like the universe and God for me being as like this one being, if if I can say that, and just being like, okay, you have to see it. You have to believe it. You're doing everything you can. And like, there's just going to be a part of it that you just have to leave it up to. Yeah. And the fact that faith. you're facing opposition though, that's how you know you're on the right track. Yes, yes, that's what I was also trying to tell myself to like, yes. <laughs> you know, pat yourself on the back a little bit. Yes, like you have to look like, I always tell people like, 
first off, to me, it's not even about religion. So I don't, not that I don't like the word religion, Christianity is a religion, but for me, it is not about religion. It's about relationship. I have a relationship with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I have a relationship with all three. And because like, that's even how I came up with the name Hearts Over Habits, because a lot of people will shy away from faith, will shy away from God because they feel like they have to be perfect to come to God. But if he, like he knew, I would say he knew we was raggedy. That's why he sent me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like clearly he was like, y'all look at me. Like y'all just come here so I can help y'all. <laughs> like, so if we don't, we needed a savior. So that to me, like you don't have to be perfect. The more I used to be out here, come on, knocking and bucking and ready to fight. Okay. I still love Beyonce and Drake. Like I still am a human, <laughs> like I still am a human, <laughs> but my relationship with God just changed some things about me, which is fine. Right. Like, so you know this, I look just like my dad, like it's mm-hmm. kind of gross. Like I look just like him. <laughs> and in the same sense, spiritually, how do people know that I am a daughter of Christ if I don't look like him in any sort of way? If you can cut me off in traffic and I flip you to burn, <laughs> right? My flesh be like, oh, you tried it. But but because of the relationship that I have with my father, I have to represent him well. And mm. so that really guides, because I need to look like him. How am I going to win anybody to him? The whole point of you being a Christian is so then I can come and bless you and touch your life. And we say, oh, wow, there's something different about you. I'm like, let me tell you about my daddy. And so mm-hmm. you know that you're <laughs> a part of this, you know, a part of this family. Um, and the whole point is for me to look like him every day. I don't have to come out the gate looking like him because I was raggedy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's that's really good. I'm almost like a little speechless because I'm like trying to take in like the the words and they're hitting me because I'm I feel like I probably needed this on some subconscious conscious well, level. Like yeah, you know right? Like God <laughs> makes no mistakes or whatever. So um, yeah, so like literally like got the thing that I had wanted, which and I'm I don't know why I'm being so vague. I literally yeah. wanted to. Uh, live in Europe. I wanted to live abroad. Yes. And so and he was like, yes, daughter. Yeah. Cause like, I was like, travel, I, I need, I need to see the world. Like, I and I was meet. jealous. I was like me while I'm traveling in Spain. <laughs> okay. You're a best life. And I'm on your poor nursing school and I hate it. Girl, bye. You had a whole ass house that you sold on Craigslist. Me, <laughs> you didn't want to see where I was living. Okay. <laughs> So that's the thing, like like you were saying, just some sacrifices that you make, just walking in faith of just yeah. being like, I want to do this thing so badly and I know that I can do it. I know that I could be of use if I get there. And then yeah. I got there and then I don't know what happened. Then I lost it. <laughs> that was your, but the, no, but that was your assignment. And yeah. that really is the thing is that a lot of times like God is not, I used to have this really jacked up um, idea of religion just on some like shenanigans, but I had this very like legalistic idea. And I think that's what gets a lot of people tripped up and that religion will do that. Right. I go to a non-denominational church, which means like I ain't Baptist. I ain't all because what we do as people, we put these rules on. Even if you think about the life of Jesus, the Pharisees were the religion and they killed Jesus. Like he is God (laughs) in flesh. Like they killed Jesus. They didn't even know because they was too busy with their own shenanigans. Right. Like, so things that I know that I have access to because of my relationship, right? I know that Jesus died so that I could speak to him, like speak to God directly. Okay, Catholics, why do I need to talk to a priest? Because I don't. I can talk to Jesus myself. Like, that's why Jesus died. I don't have to do that. Like, and I get it. That's cool if you want to do that. But I'm just saying, 
I got him on speed dial. He, he probably be like, first of all, sis, it's 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you worry about. It's 2 a.m. Yeah. He ain't sleep because he don't be sleeping. But I'm just saying, like, but, you know, so a lot of these quote unquote rules, like, you know, there's some religion, you can't wear pants. Like, you think, you think out of all the things, come on now. God can be like, well, you know what, y'all? You wore pants to hell. That's where you're going. No. <laughs> No, like there's so much freedom in have, but you have to have a relationship. And that doesn't mean that there aren't things that I don't get convicted about, but that's different than me being condemned, right? Like, so I used to cuss a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And one time I was in the middle of like, cause this makes jokes funnier. Like I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like I just, I, but God said, how are you going to rep? How are you going to cuss and then try to tell somebody about me? And I was like, Mm. but I say the words a lot <laughs> yeah right like because blessing and cursings can't come out of the same mouth why so, not though because that's what the bible says he make the rules child but but honestly right like so I'm like oh but I, I can still be funny I think now my sense of humor is even more funny because I have to really search and dig and the stuff I still say like legit medical terms so I'll say like, like vagina, like whatever, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be careful because again, my assignment, I'm representing my father, right? So the same mm-hmm. reason your uncle could never find me in no strip club, <laughs> the same reason, right? And you ask him why, why I'm grown and I still wouldn't do it. He would still murder me and kill everybody in there <laughs> for real. But the, for that same reason of just who, because of who I represent. And so I would never, you know, in my flesh, like, be like, oh, I want Miami, I'm working King of Diamonds because they live in there, like, whatever. I could never do that because of who my dad is. There's no written rules saying I couldn't, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna, he legit, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Yes. Your, your dad is like, <laughs> on a whole nother level. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's another podcast. Yes, about. it is. Oh, but he's so great. And it, I mean, I don't do it because, but I don't not do it because I'm afraid of my dad. Like even my, you know, like my dad's so like he's super cool. Like, but it's just I don't want to represent him in that way. I don't want to bring shame to him. Everything that I do, I want to honor him. My and I'm talking about like my earthly father. Like I want to honor him so he can be proud. And because I had that same relationship with my godly father, that's the same thing. So I just don't. I could curse. He gives us the freedom of choice. That's why Eve, poor Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which I mean, for me, like my perspective is just like, um, if God like is love, as you had said, and as like, Mm -hmm. I also believe, then he's gonna, he's gonna love you. If you are in a strip club, he's gonna love you. If you curse and like, you and you should love yourself as well Mm -hmm. like no matter what circumstances you kind of find yourself in Mm -hmm. so I Mm -hmm. think for me like whenever I hear people um sort of like lambasting people for almost like surviving or just like being brought up a certain way it's just like like yo we can't you can't judge someone and and say you love them too like, that's another reason why I started my nonprofit. So my nonprofit, Hearts Over Habits, came out of me because I work in an underserved community. So I mm-hmm. work in what people would call the hood. I just love it, but people call it the hood. And a lot of these girls 
I would talk to them and I'm talking to them and I'm doing their physical and I may ask them like, um, you know, about their sexual health. We talk about that or we talk about um, like what what their plans are because you're 17, 18 years old. Like, what do you have next after this? And a lot of times, like one girl, I was talking to her so good, sis pulled her eyelashes off because she started crying. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. But I saw that a lot of them, they need help. So you know, to say that I like I'm not in the strip club doesn't mean that I couldn't know. I just was a blessed where I never had to live that lifestyle. But yeah, I think yeah. that we do as a community. And one thing I love about the church that I go to and just the heart that God has given me is like, if you're not a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. So we see all these girls talk about they want to get flued out, all expenses paid, and you, people will call them ratchet. But who's teaching them how to be opposite of that? Like, who's teaching them like, hey, girl, you should have some self-respect. And that's the really the message that I preach to them. Like, babe, when I ask you why, like, why are you having sex? The, if your question is, I don't know, we have a bigger problem than you even having sex. Because you're so valuable that you shouldn't just be giving yourself away to people. This ain't even about like, what did you mean? No, this is just like, you clearly don't know the value that you have not just for yourself, but in the eyes of God, you're his daughter, you're his baby. So he loves you. I'm sure if I was in the strip club, my dad would love me. He'd go upside my head, but he would love me <laughs> still. There's nothing that I could do that would separate our love. And that's the same with God. Even in your lowest of lows, there's nothing you can do. When you look at the life of Jesus, like he was out there with Rahab. Rahab was a whole entire prostitute. <laughs> like there are people in the Bible that he used. Nobody that he used was perfect. Moses killed somebody. Moses was a murderer. Noah was a drunk. Rahab was a prostitute. For real, Mo- Noah was a drunk. Like, mm-hmm. straight up. <laughs> when you read the Bible, I'm like, this is like Mari Povich plus <laughs> Jerry Springer. It's some good like, girl. I was like, first of all, but like, Moses killed an Egyptian man. He was a murderer. And God still used him to lead people out. Peter, when they came for Jesus to capture him, Peter cut somebody's ear off in front of Jesus. He was like, ah! And Jesus was like, man, look, sorry, give me <laughs> when I read the Bible, that is <laughs> that is your interpretation, which actually sounds mad fun. So if more people did it this way, I'm sure there are more people willing, you know. Like, sorry, to sorry about my friend. He be tripping sometimes. <laughs> like, not again, Peter. <laughs> but still, but Peter still went to heaven. You know what that means for me? There's hope because my temper, I would cut somebody's ear off. <laughs> I would. For the record, she has not. <laughs> I have not. She's not done that. But, but I can, I've considered it. But she's considered it. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to head to our first break. We'll be right back. And we're back from our lovely short little break. Um, and we've arrived at our main topic discussion, a segment I call The Stoop, where we dive in, get comfortable or uncomfortable. And as I mentioned earlier today, it's all about religion. So we'll start this section almost, I guess, kind of as a continuance of what we were talking about before. But what has been your relationship with faith uh, versus religion? So I think that what people have to understand is, it's like religion was like man-made. And so I did not understand that. Um, so I've had people who, you know, were in my life who made God like all about rules and regulation. Like you can't wear pants and you can't eat pork and you can't, and you can't, you know, you can't go to church on Sunday. It's supposed to be on Saturday. Like just 
I like bacon and I don't really <laughs> understand why God would put it here for me if I could not enjoy it. <laughs> but so, you know, just trying to really, I had to get to a point where I wanted to silence everybody else. It's almost like if you've ever had a coworker or if you started a new job and they're like, girl, let me tell you, like, watch out for Jara, but you don't know Jara for yourself. Mm-hmm. So how are you making a, you know, a, a sound judgment and you haven't gotten to know this person for yourself? I think a lot of times um, in religion and I'm not like I'm not faulting anybody's religion. Like y'all do y'all with the love of Jesus. Um, but as for me in my house, that did not work for us. And I wanted to have a relationship with God because religion a lot of time are man made. Show me. That's like the same thing with like, you know, the Catholic Church. Show me where it says that I have to go to a priest to talk to God in my Bible, please, (laughs) right? Because I know that the Bible says it is the word of God. His word is sound. So I don't care because people will even take things in the Bible and twist it. But that's what we do as people. We are, we're raggedy. Like we're full of sin. We (laughs) manipulate, we'll manipulate God. We'll manipulate just about anything that's what happened to Lucifer. <laughs> like, like we, when you want what you want, people will manipulate and change and twist and turn. And it's almost like um, eating at a bad restaurant, right? And so I've heard people say, like, do like do that reference of like you've eaten at a bad restaurant before, so you can go to a church, and people people in the church will hurt you. There's church hurt. There's spiritual abuse. There are things that happen within the body of Christ that are not good because we're all like we're fallen people, mm-hmm. but you have eaten at a restaurant before and gotten food poisoning. That doesn't mean that food itself is bad. That means you don't go back to the restaurant. You don't just like, I ain't never eating food ever again because you ate at a bad restaurant. And I feel like a lot of times we do that with God. You go to a bad church, you, you, you experience someone, you experience a level of hurt. And so then all of a sudden God is responsible for these people's decisions and actions and that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Religion can religion can get you can get you caught up. <laughs> yeah. It can. It can. And, no. and there's and, and not to say that, you know, I'm out here like reckless, like, but again, it's that hearts over habits mentality. Like I gave God my heart. So when he checks me about something, then I address it. The same way, you know, my dad, like my husband and my dad talk. And if I if Andre shares something with my dad and my dad told me like, why would you say that to him? <laughs> Or like case in point, my father-in-law passed away Mm -hmm. um, when Andre was 18. And a lot of times, and I don't do it nasty. So this means that sometimes people hurt you and they don't mean to. So I don't do it in a way that's nasty. Um, But when I talk, when Andre is on the phone with my dad, I say, are you on the phone with my dad? And I just, it's always like, my dad, my dad, my dad. That's who he is to me. And I say that a lot. And one day, and my husband didn't even say anything to Andre or to my dad. But my dad was like, hey. You need to chill out on the my dad stuff. I'm just dad, period. Hmm. Because I know isn't this so sweet? Yeah. Sometimes they get on my nerves, but it's just because he does not have his father here in the earthly realm. And even though I am not doing it to intentionally be nasty to my husband, there may be a level of hurt associated with it that I am not even able to recognize. And so the same way that my dad checked me in, and I'm almost 30 years old, and my dad can still give me constructive criticism. And I was like, you know, you're right. Like, and I appreciate you. Like, that's why I love you. And that's why you're my dad. In that same way, when God's like, hey, girl, you need to apologize. Like, even if your intention wasn't bad, 
you said something and that may have not sat with them correctly. So go back and apologize. But, but I didn't, but go back and apologize. And I have that same relationship with God. And sometimes that means doing stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, I was like, but I wasn't trying to be mean. It's yeah. not about your intention. It's about how people feel afterward. Woo. That is a lesson, a lesson that, that keeps on giving. And like, I feel like no matter how old you get, Mm-hmm. is a lesson that you will continuously go yeah. up against and that will humble the S-H-A-S-H-A. What am I trying to say? It will humble the shit out of you, okay? I can't spell. She's like, is that an H? I like to play a vowel. This is what I get for trying to be all like mindful of like... No, but see, that's the thing. So don't feel like you can't, because I have friends, they they do, my like all my friends are saved, saved. I say saved with two saves because <laughs> that's just the life, that's just where I am. But I still have friends who call me and when they mad, they be cussing up a storm. But then I do too, because a lot of my friends, they hang around me enough. A lot of them just won't curse around me. And it's not that I said, you better put all that cussing. Like, no, you call me mad, so you mad. But it's just, that's what it's like. The more time, right? The more time you have a friend, like a best friend that you spend a lot of time with. And by this point, y'all act alike. The more time I spend with God, the more I act like him. It's the same sense. Like the Bible says that we're a friend to him. So the more time I spend with him, the more I start to act like him, the more I start picking up habits that, you know, that resemble him because I spend that much time with him. But it's not something that's overnight and it don't be easy because sometimes my flesh, BC Charlotte, before Christ, she be out here. She be out here. You're a mess, but anyway, (laughs) BC Charlotte, I'm done. So, okay. So my question then is, did you feel like you had to come to an understanding of religion and it's use in a way in order to understand then God or get closer to him like Mm-mm. okay because in the so I've learned in my study if you want to learn something go to the beginning in the beginning it wasn't no church it was God and and Adam in a garden the end in the in the beginning it wasn't that and so when you look at the what God designed like what he the way he wanted stuff to work versus how it is you have a better understanding of who he is. Not saying that you shouldn't go to church. That's not what I'm saying, because I go to church. But you have to you have to have a relationship with God so that way you don't, you're not in a position where you're being manipulated, right? Um, there's a really good um, documentary on, I think it's on Netflix. It's called American Gospel Christ Alone. And it's some of these mega church people. And they're like, they are disgusting. Like they make me want to cut the ear off. Um, <laughs> that are manipulating people's needs. They are manipulating people. Benny Hinn. Oh, you come get your mailbox blessing. That is not God. And they make, those people make me more mad. And I would, I, now this is just my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is not in the Bible. But to me, people be harping on like homosexuality and this and that. People who claim to represent God and they are misrepresenting him are in more trouble. Like, like mm-hmm. y'all got bigger problems than anybody. Like, mm-mm. y'all got problems. <laughs> yeah. And the Bible says that they will be judged um, more harshly. Like people who are pastors and preachers, 
they're, they will be judged more harshly. And so these people out here who are out here playing the 52 fake because you want to lie in your pockets, it's hot in hell, boo. I just want you to know. Yeah. But I heard. That's <laughs> why so what I had heard, what I had heard, it was hot. Um, okay, so I mean, my own, um, I guess, thoughts on religion have been sort of of that camp of people who are just like, I don't believe in organized religion. Like, I believe like our relationship with God should we choose to believe, and I personally like, I, I do believe, but I feel like my relationship with God is one of my own in which. Mm-hmm. I should nurture, right? Yeah. Like that I don't necessarily feel like I myself personally need to do that in a church. And yeah. so like, I don't go to church and I was mm-hmm. never really wanted to go to church other than mm-hmm. to see family. So for like the the level of like, just, I guess, community in a way, because yeah. church, because we have family in the church, like it was always just associated with, oh, I'm going to go see my aunt and my uncle yes. and my cousin that we're going to yeah. eat and we're going to have yes. fun. That's <laughs> the firehouse. Yeah. And then like... <laughs> All the other aspects that I saw, especially as a child, were like frightening to me because there was people like yelling and shouting and people like yeah. having physical, I don't know, manifestations <laughs> of it. And it was also like, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's daunting as a kid to be like, what the it's hell crazy. is happening over there? It's so, crazy. but somebody, and that's the thing. What? So my whole thing with going to church is a couple things. One is community, right? Okay. God did not ever the first thing that God ever says isn't good in the Bible is when he sees Adam by himself and he's like this ain't good (laughs) it's not good for man to be alone and a lot of people think that that's just about marriage but no like community like you need to be around other believers because we know the Bible tells us like that you're gonna face trials you're gonna face tribulation and if you're struggling with an area, if you're struggling in sin, you want godly community around you that are, they're praying for you and they're not going to be judging you like like true godly community where they're not going to be judging you, that they're going to pray for you, that, you know, one of your friends at church know that you're struggling with fornication. Right. And like it's Friday night and it's late. And he just slid into your DMs and he takes my friend like, sis, tell me anything. Tell me, give me a And they say, you know what? Let me like. You come stay the night at my house tonight or let me come over to you. And it's not this big thing like, oh, I had to save her. But it's like, that's what it's supposed to be like. Um, there's a scripture in, a, in a, I think it's in Ecclesiastes. Don't quote me because I don't be, know. I know what the Bible say. I don't even know what exactly. Say but <laughs> I, think this is in, I think it's in Ecclesiastes <laughs> where it talks about a person by themselves, they can fall. Like, and they just down. Like, you fall in a ditch by yourself, nothing. If you are with somebody, and you're back to back. Like if somebody was trying to jump us, Jara, and me by myself, it's over. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a put up a valiant effort. But if you are getting jumped, it's over. But two people back to back, now can't nobody run up behind me, right? And then it says a three, a three string, a three braided string braided. It's in there. <laughs> a three, a three braided cord cannot be easily broken, right? And so God is that that centerpiece. And again, this is something that a lot of people talk about marriage, right? There's me, there's husband, and there's God in the middle. And because of that, the, the cord will not be easily broken. Don't mean it won't get bent mm. out here in the streets. It means that it won't be easily broken. And so that godly community is important because, and then too, like, 
In my church, we serve our face off. And that's really what being a Christian is about. When you think about Jesus, he came and he serves people. Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He did not show up 24 karat magic. No, he was like <laughs> living in the manger, chilling, showed up as a baby, right? Like as an infant, listen to Mary and Joseph. Can you imagine being like, I made y'all and y'all gonna tell me what to do? But he did it, right? So he learned submission, which is a really, really dirty Christian word. People like, oh, submission, oh, good. Like, but he learned submission, right? We all submit to something. Mm-hmm. Whether it be your drug habit, whether it be your boss at work, like you submit, you submit, you just choose what you submit to. Um, you, like we all submit to something. I be submitting to chocolate every. <laughs> no, not again, God. With the hostess cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> I need some self-control. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's the struggle with maybe it's a part of like submission and even just like saying that makes me want to be like, ugh. Like, you know, that pride or whatever. But that's because it's been perverted, right? And not when I say perverted, I don't mean, because I feel like everybody ties everything to sex, like Mm -hmm. perversion. No, like perverting just mean like that, that's not what God intended for that to look like. Submission, like I can speak for marriage, is beautiful. And you know, we come from a whole family of strong, like, oh, my ladies. <laughs> so your cousin was in, like, like y'all pray for, y'all pray for husband. Okay. Because he was in for, he was in for it. Right. And so it's a beautiful thing because we all submit to something. So I submit to Andre. And it does not mean that he tells me to go make his sandwich and go do whatever. It means that when I told him I wanted to, to get a bike and ride my bike to work and there's no sidewalks and he didn't think it was safe, he told me, are you crazy? <laughs> are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah. not that I can't, not that, but he's like, that is not safe. Look, there's no sidewalks. There's no this. He's looking at it at a different angle, but I know that I can submit to his leadership because he submitted to God. Mm-hmm. So if he submits to God. He, so, and I know that all the leadership that he gives me is from him. And so it's easy for me to submit to him. He called my dad because I wanted to buy. He's like, you don't believe me, ask dad. That's his trump card. Oh, that's his trump. Oh, oh, that's like, oh, you want to do that today, huh? You want to call? Okay. Okay. Well, that's a perfect segue then into my (laughs) other question I have for you. That was honestly like, was it something, your journey into Christianity, into your faith, was it something that you felt you could do on your own or was it something that you also wanted your partner in your case your husband to be engaged with as well like was that a factor for you at all so at the time no because we was raggedy was i haven't had sex before we was married we was living together it was just a lot of raggedy nope (laughs) (laughs) But, but looking back i would tell so like the girl that i mentor I tell them like, yo, that's important because that that determines how you're going to raise your kids. That determines how you live the life. Like the, you know, you want, um, there's a scripture in the Bible, like um, a house divided is going to fall apart. We cannot be divided. (laughs) And when we, when we talk about getting saved, saved, it was me first. And, but it was through me finding Jesus that Andre like saw how my, just saw how my lifestyle was changing and was like, I like it. (laughs) <laughs> and it wasn't when I got for himself and so it was through that whole like moving this that but he was like first of all how <laughs> the house sold on Craigslist um so I would say that if God is important to you 
you don't want to be what the Bible calls unequally yoked. You're going to be facing a lot more. It's going to be a struggle. Things that are um, things that are going to be a struggle to you. So I was that we did this marriage uh, virtual marriage conference virtual because coronavirus. Okay, don't be <laughs> this shit <Uh-oh>. is real. <laughs> this is getting real. Yeah, I do that all the time at work. Um, but you have to ask like yourself when you're single, which I did not because I didn't know any better. Um, you know, are these things like people talk about deal breakers? Like, okay, is this a deal breaker because it goes against your preference or is it a deal breaker because it goes against your principle? My relationship with God, as I know it now, is a foundation for how I live my life. It is a principle. It's a non-negotiable. Mm. Now, Andre, you don't be cleaning the same way that I do. <laughs> and that's preference. He tries. It just ain't the same. Like, so not that he won't clean, it's just not the same level of clean that I'm used to, but that's not worth an argument because that's just preference, right? So that's not a principle thing. Like the way that you, you know, the way that he leaves the caps off the toothpaste, preference. Now, for some people that may be principle, I think you got bigger problems if that's your principle, but is it principle or is it preference? And so because Andre is the leader of our house, it's important who's leading him because Joe. Mm-mm. Okay. BC Andre got a better story than BC Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so this is somewhat off topic, but why, like, like if you are in a loving relationship with someone, like, mm-hmm. why then is it a quote unquote like sin to to lay with them before marriage or move in with them, like if if the actions are loving in themselves, like that's the part where I get confused, where like the rules, the quote unquote rules or yeah. mandates don't always sit right with me. Cause I'm like, if it's done with love, then yes, then what's the problem? <laughs> but, so here's the thing. And this is what I've learned. And, um, for it, like pastor Michael Todd at transformation church, if you never, his relationship goes here. Like, first of all, Pastor Mike is lit, but he, but their church is in Oklahoma. So they, this is like a, a TV, like mm-hmm. pastor that I watch, but he talks about this and it makes so much sense. I was like, wow. Okay. Look, because at the time, first off, love is not an emotion. Let's start with it's that. action. Yeah. It, it's an, it's an, it is an action and love is not always like, I was like, now I feel like, now that I've been married for eight years, like, oh, this is why all the movies end once they get married. Because afterwards, just, you don't want to see it. <laughs> you don't want to see what happens next. But with sex comes a lot of emotion that's tied. A lot of, there. it's more than just a physical act. There are a lot, it, it's an entanglement, as you would say. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's entangled. Um, and because of that, like me and my husband, we love each other, but if we had to do it all over again, we both agree. And he's a man. Okay. I'm like, man, we should not have had sex before we got married. There were so many other things. It was a distraction. There like there were so many other things that we ended up having to work on in year five of our marriage that if we would have dealt with the stuff in the beginning, the hurt with him losing his dad, um, you know, the way that I grew up, the way that he grew up, there's a lot of work in the beginning of your relationship that's gonna sustain it for forever. Like sex is like un piquito, like a, a small part of your relationship. There are so many things that we struggled with, things that Andre struggled with, things that I struggled with that we probably should have been dealing with in the beginning, which would have saved us a lot of heartache at the end. But we wanted to be cute out here in these streets having the sex. So it's not even about 
the intention, but the whole point of it being that, you know, God wants you to be in this committed and whole relationship. That's how people stay in really trash relationships because the eggplant is delicious and nobody cares about <laughs> that. You be out here going upside your head. Like that does yeah. not make any sense. And so to me, it is a way you get so emotionally caught up and swept up and like, oh, but he's fine though. He's fine too. Okay, like you get caught up in that. Oh, <laughs> you get caught up in that. And there are so many other things and the foundation needs to be laid. God made sex. Like he made it. So like he wants it's for you to be That's what I, I was thinking, I mean, not that I'm I've had sex because I'm <laughs> single as hell, which I, God help a sister, help a sister out. But that that's right. Like that was kind of my thinking. Like and, you know, yeah. he created the the bodies and the he did, he did. And but there's still rules, right? Like like you can have a car, but if you're 15, you can't drive it because there's a level of immaturity and there's a level of responsibility that goes with it. So there's all of these things that you have to have before you get the license to actually drive the car. You can have the car, child. But you have to be ready. He wants you to be ready. He does not, his idea of us being together isn't a lot of what we see, right? Like where you have kids growing up in single parent households and moms have, and it's this vicious cycle that was not what he intended, right? So that is a perverted version of what he wanted our family systems to look like. That, you know, there should be fathers in the home and the mom is not out here trying to be everybody all by herself because she don't have to, she shouldn't have to be and she doesn't have to be. And kids should grow up seeing this representation, right? So like when me and Andre, to our dogs, because we ain't got no kids, Joe, to our dogs, you know, we're, you know, to kids, we're their representation of Christ. We're the first idea that you get of Christ comes from your parents that's why family of origin really matters because some of you will be jacked up <laughs> and it's because their parents like their pa- like you find out all these crazy things about their parents all these like all these things you're like wow this is why you are this way <laughs> we may need to do a little therapy before we have sex like we need to figure out like what problems you have what thing because if it's gonna is this gonna be a principal thing? Are you gonna be sucked into? It's almost like you get sucked into staying into like these toxic relationships because it feels good. So does eating a lot of cupcakes, but I don't want to be on six hundred pound life, so I have to I have to say no sometimes. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. That's an interesting perspective. I'm not gonna say you know. It's, I think it's for everyone to kind of figure out. Yeah. In their own way, in their own time, what. Yes. What works because for I you. did it. That's that's yeah. what I'm like. I did like I did it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like so, it's not. I'm not speaking from like. Oh, and this church going out say like, nah. Like we had work to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we and had not to say that we wouldn't have been together. But if if you're that in, if you're that in love, like make the commitment forever, and you know do the work to be able to love. Like I want to be the best version of myself. For my husband, my husband wants to be the best version of himself for me. And that happens more than just in between the sheets, as the Ozzy brothers say. Yeah. <laughs> I mess with you because I was about to start singing that one too. But, um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, I guess that's part. Yeah, like it's, it's an individual journey because I would say even for me, like while I believe in a committed partnership with someone, I don't necessarily believe in marriage as like mm-hmm. an institution. So yeah. so for me, it's just like making sense of like what I would want that partnership to look like, 
what roles I would want to play or have my yeah. play as well and mm -hmm. just like work from there. But I, I fully agree with that about having so much work to do and like the intimacy that comes outside yes. of like sex. Because there's intimacy. Yes, because there's intimacy and it's more than just sex. Yeah. Because I mean, like we like sex is great. Cool. But outside of that time, you, there's 24 hours in a day. You're not having that much. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> Some of us need naps, okay? <laughs> but there are so many, like, okay, this is why intimacy is important. And true love. When your uncle got into that car accident mm -hmm. and almost died, and I had to quit my job so I could take care of him mm -hmm. so, he, so I wouldn't have to go to jail. For blowing up a hospital, um, <laughs> which I did not do. Which she did not uh, do. <laughs> but my husband, because we had grew to such a level, he wasn't like, "Oh no, you got to come back to Florida." Like I, like I was making fifty-two dollars an hour. Okay, first week on the job. Faith, you want to talk about faith? And I quit because she's like, "Oh, I expect you back Monday. You can expect Jesus because what you ain't about to do." Like, nah, I get one of him. Nah, sis. Mm. I'm, be blessed be blessed love i'm good thank you um but for two weeks and then after that flying back and forth my husband loved me more in those moments when my dad was like barely breathing and he's holding his hand and like i don't care nothing at that moment i do not care anything about pain do you hear me yeah <laughs> like, yeah that's just straight up love and that why that's why to me your your relationship has to be built on more than just that that part will come. It'll be great. But with God, you want to get to know this person because you that's how people end up a lot of times in these toxic relationships. They don't just all of a sudden go start going upside your head. No, nah, baby. There were some red flags. You missed the flag on the plate because you was too busy head down. Okay, so do we <laughs> No, you didn't. Okay, so there was a BC Charlotte. Okay, <laughs> moving on because I don't feel like I need to know that about my little cousin. Anyway, no, no but I'm not, I'm not the same me in particular. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. But just people in particular, like you, like you, you too busy, and you're missing red flags. Yeah. You're missing how he's possessive. You're missing how he's selfish. You're missing a lot of these red flags because. You be a lala layer. <laughs> yeah. Girl. Okay. So, oh, that was good. Okay. So, <laughs> so this is kind of like, again, like a, a continuance kind of a conversation we were just having, but how have your relationships changed, including your relationship with yourself? Oh, with myself. That's the big, honestly, that's the biggest work that he has done. Like I have not always felt great about myself. Um, I feel like, you know, the way, again, family of origin, like the way we, that we grow up, I was a middle child, this complex, that complex, like, <laughs> where you feel like you don't have a voice. And the one thing that I will say that I have found in God is that he told, you know, he tells me about like, you're going to do this nonprofit. And I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> like, not, not me, but the um somebody told me that god does not call the qualified he qualifies the call mm. you don't have to come to him with your qualifications the things that god has that has done through me are it's some stuff that like me 
Like I did that. Like how? Even that whole situation with my dad. It wasn't until I got home that I was like, I just bawled. Mm-hmm. Like it was horrible. In the moment, like you know, God lined lined up my life to where like I quit my whole job. Never went hungry. You want to talk about faith? Never went hungry. Never had a bill late. Like she provided the whole way and I make a bulk of the money. So like God is good, but that, but that's his son. And he knew that I needed to be there and he put the things in place and the people in place. And he is never, ever, I've never, ever, ever felt abandoned, lost. Like I am so loved. And I think that that's one thing that I really want to get up across to people who don't know God, like the reason for me that I'm so excited because I'm like, yo, like the freedom and the love that I feel, you need to have it, you need to have it, you're gonna go, you need to go. Like, I just want people to know that for themselves. I want people to know that you can feel a certain way about yourself, but then you have to figure out um, what God says about you. And you wanna know who taught me that or who said something to me about that? I'm Donna. Really? I was talking to her and I can't remember what it was, but she said, you are going to be less frustrated when you find out who, who, whose you are and who you are. Mm. And I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> are you being cryptic? I gotta just tell me. <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean, Auntie? <laughs> um, but it, and every day he shows me more parts about myself. Like I would have never thought in my wildest dream, right? Like me, my dad is like military, been in all these wars, have been shot at, had bombs go off. And I see him laid up like at his lowest point, you know what I'm saying? And to be mm-hmm. able to, to be able to serve him in that way and love him in a way that no one else was able to do is humbling. Like I'm like, me, God? Right? Like, meanwhile, my dad's like, this better not end up on YouTube. Oh, no. But, and, like, he was like, keep up apologizing to me. And I was like, Dad, first of all, I am a nurse. I have seen more balls than a prostitute. Second, <laughs> oh, no. Second of all, technically, I used to live there. So get over all of it. <laughs> get over it. Yeah. Get over all of it. And let's do what we got to do. Yeah. Um, and That's so, be- so beautiful. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that is that is so beautiful. And that, like, it hits me in a certain way because, like, the way you feel about your dad mm-hmm. is the way I feel about my dad. Like, yes, girl. Are- and we will run up for my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> like, we are straight up daddy's girls. And, like, yes. you can tell they're from the same yeah. family because, like, their hearts are just yes. so pure. pure. Like, I love them. Like, yes. <laughs> girl, I had to tell Andre when your dad came down here and he was driving through and we like took him out to dinner. And like, I was so happy. I was like, I want to ride in your truck. <laughs> like, I, it was just like, but it like that, that same film, like that's how much, that's how we love. But that is a mm-hmm. representation of how they love us. The, yes. the amount and level of love that we have for them is because they loved us. And even with my dad, being deployed for most of my childhood, like Mm -hmm. he still managed to make such an impact on my life that I just, I have this level of unconditional love for him. And then in the Bible, it tells us like the love that your earthly parents have for you, God has that much more. Man, look. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
and and people don't you know people don't really talk about that a lot and that's why i said those people who are seeing it outside of people's funerals and cussing it but like you don't you have no idea i feel sorry for them because mm-hmm. you don't know who god is and and you are just out here child but yeah. in that you know in that same sense like he had me do that and then the next literally my dad out of rehab and the next two, two days later my my Gigi, my mom's mom called and was like, I'm ready for hospice. Hmm. God, I'm tired though. Yeah. <laughs> but again, put me in a position to serve her and to make sure that she went home and transitioned in the way that she wanted to. And even though, like, and I'm like, God, I'm not strong enough for this. Like, I'm tired. This is my dad. This is my Gigi. Like, girl, you know how I feel about my grandma's child. Yeah. Like, this is my dad. This is my Gigi. And when it was all said and done and my mom had actually did this and I know it wasn't nothing but God just acknowledging the work. When I say I was like flying back and forth to St. Louis, going, meal prepping meals because my mom was still working. She had my dad in one room, my grandma in another room on hospice. And I'm like meal prepping crock pot meals and doing all of this crazy stuff. And um, my grandmother had, she was getting cremated and she knew that she like had bought, got her children these urns and got us these necklaces. Mm-hmm. And my mom ended up giving me one of the urns, like giving me hers. I was like, you, like, you really deserve this. Like you, she's like, you have earned like just a little bit more. Wow. And I was bawling. And I know there wasn't nothing but God just like, well done. Like you did. Yeah. Like, you did good. Cause it was such a stretch. It was so hard on so many different levels. You know, even the relationship with me and my mom, like, God has blessed that and changed that. It was not always beautiful and great. But now we can have conversation. Now I can tell her I love her. I can buy her a Mother's Day gift. And I know that God still has so much more that he's doing in that area of my life. But then has also softened my heart so that he can use me when she needs help. Instead of me being like, nah, I don't like her. Like, no, 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 no. And then, so for for us to have that, going from having that to now I'm getting flued out every other week (laughs) to help her. um, And then for her to acknowledge me in that way, it wasn't nothing but him. Oh, man. And like, you can't, like, can't nobody make that up. Can't nobody write that. It wasn't nothing that I did. It was like, God, God was moving. He moved on her heart. He moved on my heart. And then we met in the middle and it was beautiful. My God, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> my goodness. It's so crazy how like the circumstances, you know, are different. But when you, when you speak, I just hear so much of myself and like what you say like I it's so crazy like we've always lived in like different states mm-hmm. we are you know several years apart but like We're our doing. circumstances have mirrored like our, <laughs> our like our eternal eternal circumstances have yes. mirrored like, in so many ways yes, yes. no like even like that situation with my mom like that was rough it, and yeah. and it was because my heart was hardened and, but God, like, when you start rocking with him, like, okay, even outside of my mom, I used to cuss Andre out a lot. Y'all pray for my husband. <laughs> now I don't. But when I say, because I told you I used to cuss, like, I was good. I'll read you front to back, in, like, index, glossary, <laughs> all of it. Um, and one day, God, just in, like, in my, and, I, and you know it's him because it's always something where you're like, what? <laughs> Quit talking to my son like that. Um, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like what did you say <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm 
Um, I mean no disrespect though. Like I mean, head. but yeah. but did you see he was raggedy? Like he needs yeah. but he was raggedy. <laughs> like, but you know, a lot of it is God has done a lot of heart work. Like if you go with a God and be like, thanks, my husband, because that's really how it started. I was like, come get your son before I send him to you. In a <laughs> Um, but that's how it started. And then for, you know, him to show me like, okay, your heart is hard here or, you know, this or that. And that's really where I talk about people. Like where I tell people like, nah, like that'd be the Holy spirit. And it ain't about no ghosts and like, no, like the same A and E. Okay. Ghost hunters. Like, no, like it, the Bible tells us the reason that Jesus left, he said, I'm going to send an advocate an advocate. That's the word again, where he's going to support you and give you the things you need. He'll tell you to go left and not to go right. And if you're sensitive to that, then he'll let, then I'll be in the right positions. I had a friend of mine, I was praying in my prayer closet and my friend from church. I don't know why she was on my heart. I just like, let me start praying for Bree, right? Then God was like, send her this book. Tell her to, tell her to get this book. Now it's 3 a.m. Why am I up? Because I have insomnia. And when I can't mm-hmm. sleep, I'm like, you know what, God? Clearly you want to talk. So <laughs> you, yeah. And when I text her and she woke up, she was like, oh my gosh, Charla, you don't know that I've been praying about me finding a husband. And like I just finished doing this one book. And like she was so grateful. And I was so freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh Lord, is that true? She's like, that was really God. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like it's it is like this, like. Like, oh my gosh, like, yes, ah, like, yeah. like that, that was a win. And so, you know, he'll tell me like, don't be talking to my son like that. Go back and apologize. Oh, no. Me, but Jesus? You, you want me, me to apologize? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <heard> you. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's just, it's about um, you being able to be a good representation of him. And so to think that you're not flawed you tripping that's why i was like i don't know how people have the audacity like the unmitigated goal to be out here to be out here protesting at somebody's funeral like you are not trash yeah in my head this is how it all ends okay this is how (laughs) this is how it all ends is we're like it's a line. There's a movie screen, like a drive-in movie. We're all standing in line, and people get to watch your whole life with you, all the decisions that you made. Mm-mm. And I'm like, Mm-mm. oh, that's why what you do in private is important. Uh, but all the decisions that you make. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> and you have to account to God. Like, those people that are standing outside protesting the people's funerals, God's going to be like, so my child died, because whether you like it or not, like, you know, they're also going to be like, whether you like it or not, like we're all his, whatever. <laughs> so my child died and you found it appropriate for you to be out there protesting, talking about how I hate him, but you clearly ain't talking to me. I don't want no smoke, I don't want no smoke with the Lord. I just don't. I don't want no smoke with the Lord at all. Girl, me neither. I'm slowly trying to get my life together and my understanding of, of God and what that relationship is and, and how it's moving through me or how I can be of use with it. But we're going to head for our last and final break and we'll be right back. And we're back from our last and final break. Hopefully you're all still listening. (laughs) Uh, This last segment of the show is called The Roundup, and that's where we wrap up our discussion and any bit of advice or any observations we've made during the show. 
This will also be the space for listener letters and feedback should any of you want to write in to the podcast at thebrownstonepodcast at gmail.com. So, your cousin talks too much. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't talk too much. I, I, I Dear Darla, like <laughs> we hate your stinking cuts. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> He man woman at your school. <laughs> uh, so do you have any final words that you would like to share with uh, the Brownstone? First of all, thank y'all for like living through this whole podcast with us because we honestly just like this is like cousin time. Like yeah. this is so great. <laughs> um no, honestly, my strongest takeaway would be just to know like God loves you. Like I feel like I deal with a lot of young women that just don't understand how much they're loved and so they don't understand their worth and their value and i feel like a lot of times too that like that also adds to that struggle where people decide that they want to end their own life like you are loved like you're valued like people love you god loves you more and that you should really just get in relationship with him he'll show you child he'll get you to the right church child at the wrong church god was like "Mm -mm, come on come on come on come on (laughs) right like he will he made you and so you know like i always tell people like you wouldn't take your iphone to the samsung store and then expect for it to be working properly um and so i feel like we you know we may put a lot of different things into places where they don't belong but if you don't know and nobody's ever taught you that god knows child he made you he knows the number of hairs on your head he knows the tears that you cried that's the bible child i didn't make that up that sounds good but it's the bible (laughs) (laughs) he knows the hairs on your head and he knows the tears that you've cried and he will meet you where you are the bible talks about how he leaves the 99 people that are doing great to go after the one and i'm the one you're the one like we're all the one in his eyes and so i would just say like get to know him for yourself and he will honor that like you could like because at first honey let me tell you my husband will fall asleep reading the bible <laughs> like in the beginning i'm like how how are you <laughs> but now you know we just you know we know so much about ourselves i've learned so much about me um, I'm able, I'm just better all the way around. And honestly, you have nothing to lose. Like, I'm like, okay, because people are like, but what if it's all fake? Okay, even if, <laughs> which is not, even yeah, if. What have you lost at the end of the yeah, day? But yeah, but what have I lost? I was good to people. I love people. I serve people. I did all the things. I ain't got nothing to lose, y'all. But if you're <laughs> now, you they're now they're down, you got, there's their skin in the game. So, you know, don't get so caught up in the legality of everything. Like, you know, I just say, like, God will meet you where you are. That don't mean you can be out here doing whatever you want. But the more that I spend time with God, the more what I wanted became what he wanted. Mm. So Michael Todd, I'm telling y'all, Pastor Michael Todd is legit. Like, the truth, like, he makes it so plain. He got, like, he, he do what's it called? Demonstrations. I like, oh, attitude. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, y'all, love yourselves, please. And go check out Pastor Michael (laughs) Todd. Yes, Pastor Mike. And so that is a wrap on today's show. I want to thank Shay again for joining me. And of course, thank you all for listening to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. You can check out Charlotte's podcast, God, Goals, and Girl Talk 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else that you can find and listen anyway. to podcasts. And before we go, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And you can also follow the show on all social media platforms. The app will be in the description box below. And please follow my friend's podcast. Oh, rate yay. It. Thank Give you. Give it a five. Subscribe. All the things. Yes. And if you're in the Tampa, right, area, check out Charlotte's yes. um, nonprofit Hearts Over Habits. What's the website? It's www.heartsoverhabits.com. Here's what's so great about the yeah. it's a, It's a virtual program. So it's a virtual program for young women ages 14 to 24. And we're building the academy online because I was like, this can't just be a local problem. See, that's what happens with God. You go, I'll be in Poquito. He's like, grande. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, all right y'all, stay blessed.